my friends. Welcome to the Pain in Ukraine podcast. I'm your once again fearfully and wonderfully made host, Isaac Tretto, reporting live on September 30th, 2022 at the FCS Media podcast booth. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a pleasure to be reporting to you today. Things have really been heating up, not just in Ukraine, but around the world. And uh, yeah, I mean, these are crazy times now more than ever, not just here in Ukraine, but throughout the world, everywhere. It's crazy. As we can say, today is a circus. And as the saying goes, you pay peanuts, you get monkeys. Now, for a long time now, we've been paying peanuts and getting monkeys. But you see, I'm not a peanut farmer. I'm not Jimmy Carter. I'm only here to bring you the news and the truth. I'm a reporter, not a speaker. I will give you the truth and not my opinion. So, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, let us jump right into this. And let's let's go. Let's go. Or as Ukrainians say, Krapatsta. Krapatsta is Ukrainian for forward. Alrighty. I'm going to teach you Ukrainian from now on just for the kick of it, you know. But let us start with a word of prayer. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, this world in which we live in and these people of which we are called to serve as Christians is a very, very difficult one and a very destructive and devastating one, Lord. I pray that we, as Christians, can do our best to be a reflection of you and an image of your character and your love, God, that we may be stewards of your knowledge and stewards of your grace, and that we may show it upon all people, even in times of crisis such as these. It is in your holy and righteous name I pray. Amen. So, to begin, I would like to report of the recent Russian annexation of four Ukrainian oblasts, these being Luhansk, Donetsk, Kherson, and Zaporizhia. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you may remember me saying in episode 4 about the sham referendums taking place in Russia. Well, unfortunately, the results are in, and they have all voted in favor of Russian annexation. Now, before we go any further into that and make any, I guess you could say, rash assumptions, I would like to have it known that these elections were very, very rigged. In fact, it is said that Ukrainian voters were held at gunpoint and forced to vote for Russian annexation. Meanwhile, Russians living in Ukraine have been asked not to vote despite this to say that, oh, it was fair. This is Russia just trying to appease with the claims of the West and Kyiv that these are false elections and that they are rigged. So, as you can see, only Ukrainians voted, but they really did not vote in favor of what they really believed. This... This is just a clear sign of how far Russia has fallen, and they know that they've lost, so they've just called people to vote in favor of annexation when really they know they don't want it. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, anyone with two eyes, two ears, and a mouth can see how dumb this absolutely is. I'm even just dumbfounded that Russia even thought of doing this, but, you know, it is how it is, and this is really going to be an escalation of the war, because now... Vladimir Putin has the full right to say that Ukraine is invading Russian territory. And this will give him the clear evidence and clear support that he will need to use anything he wants. This is not limited to nuclear weapons, which if used could be absolutely devastating to the Ukrainian army and the Ukrainian people. And once again, as I mentioned before, horrible to everybody. Fortunately, however, there is nothing to fear about these referendums as the West and Ukraine is fighting back. So far, no other country 
except for Armenia and Nicaragua has recognized these claims and all have legitimized them as a falsehood and fallacy. Ladies and gentlemen, this is absolutely nuts and this just shows how many people truly support Ukraine. In fact, even so-called Russian allies like Syria and I think Turkmenistan have agreed that no, these claims are not valid and that Ukraine is a true sovereign land of these annexed territories. So yeah, I mean, th this is crazy, this is intense, but in the end, God is good and through all things, Christ's will will be portrayed. Esther 4.14, for such you were made as a time as this. And that's the gospel truth. Speaking of the gospel, let me ask you, my listeners, a question. If you were to hear a politician, a high priest, or a local pastor whom you think knows the, better, the Bible the best, you would assume it would be the high priest, right? Well, if that is so, you are absolutely correct. Unless he is the high priest of the Russian Orthodox Church. Now, ladies and gentlemen, for a while now throughout this podcast, I have been praising the Russian Orthodox Church for their many good deeds. Yet, unfortunately, today, I have to condemn them as the lead, um, I guess you could say, head of state or the lead priest of the Russian Orthodox Church has agreed that those who fight in Ukraine will be sent to heaven despite their sins. Ladies and gentlemen, I think you can hear the frustration in my voice when I say, why? 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 What in the world? We have literal priests, holy men of Christ, who are saying fighting a war and causing bloodshed is going to repent of all your sins? Ladies and gentlemen, words cannot describe how much this angers me. And let's just say thank God that I am a Christian because I would be cursing right now if I was not a Christian. A holy man of one of the most esteemed churches has just said something so heretical. And this just goes to show that even the culture of Russians, the very fabric of their culture, their Orthodox Christianity is weak. Right now, Russia is weak, and they're susceptible to horrible things. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't even know what to tell you anymore. This is just, this is horrible. This is horrible. But, as I've mentioned before, God works in all things. But, that is not just limited to his mercy. It is also included with his judgment. Because, when Christ must judge, he will judge. And this judgment has been seen. As this same high priest of the Russian Orthodox Church has recently tested positive for COVID-19. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Now, now who's, what is he thinking is being judged for his righteousness? He has been plagued with this horrible sickness, which I am not one to judge. But if you ask me, he had it coming. This is God teaching him a lesson to, to pretty much say that bloodshed is not of him. And that those who will kill in the name of God are not doing things in the, in the name of God. Believe me, folks, as someone who has harmed others in the name of God and for so-called righteousness, this is not a path anyone should follow, especially someone in such the high church. So that's it for that news. I, I believe for, for your sake and mine that we continue on. So as I'm sure you are aware from my previous podcast, there is currently a mass draft of 300,000 people in Russia ordered by Vladimir Putin. 
Now, I'd like to give you a small update on what has happened with that draft. As I'm sure you are aware, the Russian people are not exactly on terms with Vladimir Putin, and many disagree with what he has done in creating this draft. So, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, in response, many Russian people have fled Russia to neighboring countries, such as Mongolia, China, Finland, Poland, and Georgia. Now, ladies and gentlemen, not a lot of countries are very fond of this. In fact, China is requiring now that Russians fleeing have a visa. And now Finland, Poland, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Romania, um, I believe, if I am correct, Moldova and Belarus have all required that Russians have, I guess you could say, a visa or some form of proof that they can enter the country. And in some places like Finland and Poland, they have been outright banned from entering the country. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is checkmate for Putin, because now not even can their people be with him. And this is also checkmate for the people because they have nowhere to run. So I have an idea for these Russian people. I hope that if you are listening, you know a Russian person. Or if you are a Russian person, listen to me very, very carefully. Get a gun and fight in Ukraine. If you don't want to be fighting for Putin, fight for Ukraine. It's that simple. Come on. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, I am very... I'm very on edge today. I don't know why. Please forgive me. But, um, yeah, this is just, this is crazy. And some of the things that have been happening to Russian defectors in other countries is crazy. For instance, in Georgia, there was a mass protest on the Russian border saying, in Georgian, Russian, and English, get out of our country. You are not welcome to invade again. Now, as I mentioned earlier, in 2008, Russia did invade Georgia but that invasion was a lot smaller than the one going on in Ukraine. But fortunately, um, the Georgian people were able to build back, and they're, they're much better now. And now, it's, it's tit for tat. Now, since the Russians hurt them, they're hurting the Russians. Which, obviously, we, we as Christians must turn the other cheek. But we, mu we just need to do what's right. And if you ask me, I think it's wrong of a lot of these countries to not allow these Russians to flee because they're literally fleeing for their lives and fleeing for safety. And I think that no one should be denied the right to safety, no matter who they are or what they are. Continuing on, let's shift our focus now to a country a little south of Russia. In fact, in the olden days, it used to have a border of Russia, but it no longer does. That's right, I'm talking about the great Persian Empire. I mean, Iran. Iran. Now, a lot has been happening in Iran recently, as a Kurdish woman was beat to death by the morality police in Iran. Now, for those of you who don't know, Iran is famous for its morality police. These are Muslim priest-hired officers, you could say, that enforce the Shira law of the Muslims upon their people. Now, one of these Shira laws is that all women must use something called a hijab to cover their hair as it is seen as promiscuous and an act of a harlot to not have your hair covered in these Muslim countries. Now, a Kurdish woman had her hair, I guess you could say the collar of her hair, exposed from her hijab, and she was beat to death on the head by the morality police. Now, in response to this, many protests by Kurdish women and Iranian women have gathered together to bring an end to the corrupt regime and an end to the Shira law in Iran. Now, ladies and gentlemen, 
We as Christians have many, many disputes with Muslims. Yet in this time, it is imperative that we, in our ever-abounding mercy and love for Christ, reach out to them and show them our compassion and how much we care and see what we can do to help them in this crucial time. Because, ladies and gentlemen, no one needs to be suffering, especially in the modern day. Let us hope from now on and let us pray that the people of Iran can be kept safe and sound. Continuing, many of you may be familiar with the Nord Stream Project. For those of you who are not, the Nord Stream Project is a project created by Russia, Germany, and Sweden to export Russian gas and German coal all throughout Europe. Now, Nord Stream is notorious for being a servant, or I guess you could say a, excuse my language, sugar daddy of the Russian regime and the Russian oligarchs, being a source of many incomes and money for the regime. Now, recently, there has been an attack on the Nord Stream 2 pipeline around Denmark. Many people don't know who caused this, yet personally, I believe it was the Russians who were trying to hanker on the Ukrainian people and the European people to stop them from receiving any gas in response to all the Western sanctions brought about by the West upon Russia. But in a way, this is good as many European and including Ukraine themselves, these countries, are switching to more renewable sources of energy such as solar or wind or even aqua energy which is water create or I'm sorry energy created from the water now these things are all very good and all but fossil fuels are still the number one gas used in these European countries which is all fine and dandy believe me I want to say that these fossil fuels are essential to the standard economy but when they're cut off it's times like these where it's important that we have other means of energy ready and productive so that we can be good stewards of what God has given us. <clears throat> Sorry about that there, ladies and gentlemen. I got a bit um out of hand with that when I was just standing up and talking like talking as if I was having a conversation with you, which is very nice if you ask me. And I believe I, I think that me as a speaker can do a lot better if I talk to you in that manner. <clears throat> now, ladies and gentlemen. I know it's coming. You know it's coming. I have to say it. I have to do it every episode, even if I don't want to. It is time for a... Heimer's Mention! That's right. There's no escaping us here at the Pain in Ukraine from a Heimer's Mention. Here is today's Heimer's Mention. The, U the U.S. Army has agreed to send another 18 Heimer's. The number just keeps going up and up and up. Now, if I'm correct and I do the math, I'm not a mathematician, though. The number is at about 72 Heimers now. 72 Heimers! Th th this is bonkers, folks. This is just absolutely bonkers, and I don't know what to say about this. Let's just hope that the Heimers keep on coming and they keep on going. Let's go, Heimers! <laughs> Alrighty then, ladies and gentlemen. That's it for the news portion of today's podcast. And as you can see, it's... Uh, it's a, it's a crazy world out there. I, I don't know how to tell you. It's just things right now, above all, what we need to do is we need to pray because these are very turbulent times in our world. And you can see that everywhere, not even just in Russia and Ukraine, but in the far-flung regions of Iran, parts of China, even like here in America, there's a lot going on. We need to pray. We need to make sure that what we're doing is all right and that we can do everything we can to help, not harm. Ladies and gentlemen, peace is what we need right now. 
the dove of peace and the dove of, I guess you could say, Christ needs to come down upon us and give us refuge and safety. Because, ladies and gentlemen, as I said before, no one deserves to suffer and everybody has the right to safety. I pray and I hope that you are listening to me well when I say if you know someone who is hurting on the inside or the out, if you know someone who is struggling, especially if they are a victim of war, do everything you can to help them. They need it now more than ever. And continuing to my next point, I I apologize because earlier I got a little angry at you guys specifically. And I, I did not mean to let out my anger on the Russian Orthodox Church on you guys because believe me, you guys have done nothing wrong. It's these horrible priests who have done these horrible things. But I, I just hope that you all can forgive me and understand that this is very, very deep to me because I have a very, very deep and fond, I guess you could say, connection to the Russian Orthodox Church. I know many Orthodox people, and it's a very beautiful thing. So for me to just see such a wonderful thing just be corrupted like this, it gets me mad. I, I, I really am sorry. And um, the, yeah, I guess that's all I have to say. So without that, I believe it's time to end our podcast. Let's have a quick word of prayer. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, your mercy is ever abounding, and your love for us never ends. Lord, I pray at this time for Ukraine and Iran and China and Nicaragua specifically, as they're hurting at this time, Lord. I pray that you could bring peace and solidarity to them, Lord, that you may bless them and keep them safe, Lord. I pray, Lord, for people like me and others all around this country in school, that we may be good sources of news and information to them, Lord, and that we may bless everyone and keep them safe in their times of need, Lord. Lord, I pray if, if we as Christians know anyone who is hurting and who is suffering, I pray, Lord, that we may do everything in our power and everything of your blessing to do what we can to help them and to show them your love, Lord. I pray, Lord, for especially myself and FCS Media and Mr. Swindle, that we may all do our best to serve you and you alone. It is in your name I pray. Amen. <clears throat> well, ladies and gentlemen, I believe that's it for our rather long podcast today. I'm your wonderfully made host, Isaac Tretto, and remember, the one true adjective, or I'm sorry, the one true phrase, Slava Ukraini. Now wait, spoiler alert, you may have noticed I didn't do my Christian adjectives today. That's because I want you to think critically for a moment. This week, I want you to think of some Christian adjectives that describe you, some attributes of God that you can apply to yourself, and some ways that God works that you can show your love. So with that, I would like you to have a wonderful day and remember the one true phrase, Salava Ukraini. Goodbye.